Wessex LMCs supporting you and your practice. Hello and welcome to another Wessex LMCs podcast. My name is Dr. Laura Edwards and I'm one of the medical directors at Wessex LMCs. And today I've got with me Dr. Sam Powell, who is a portfolio GP. She is a salary GP. She's a programme director um, for GP trainees. She's also a case manager for the professional support unit and she's an appraiser. And in addition to that, or complementary to that, uh, she's been interested in NLP since 1994 and in fact she's a master practitioner in in NLP and has been running courses for um, the LMC on that topic for a couple of years now. So welcome Sam. Thank you very much, thank you for having me. (laughs) So um, Sam I've I've mentioned this acronym NLP there, Um, so what is NLP for those uh, who don't know? So NLP stands for Neuro Linguistic Programming. And actually, I came across an excellent definition yesterday, which is that it's a practical set of skills, techniques and attitudes that can help us to be more effective in life, both personally and professionally. So it came about in the the 1970s with a team in America, um, work by Bandler and Grinder, along with others, who were looking at excellence, both in communication and in being a human being. And their basic principle was that if someone can do something in the world, then we all can if we can just find out what it is that they're doing. So for me as a GP, I see it as a a toolbox um, of techniques that I can use to change experiences. So it might be experiences that are troubling me um, personally or something that's affecting my patients or even potentially colleagues. So I use it in my work as an appraiser, as a case manager, with trainees and also with patients and for myself. So I find it incredibly useful in life. And I think it's it's about looking at our own unique ways of thinking and how we communicate and how our behaviour can shape how we're experiencing our life and our interactions. And that if there's anything that GP life is about, it's about interactions with other people. Yeah, and it's pretty applicable to, to everyone, isn't it? We all actually want to be communicate, um, to be good at communicating. We we yeah. want to be understood when we try and say something. Um, and, uh, and yes, exactly as you say, as GPs, with our 10-minute consultations, we are really, really expert and need to be really expert in both understanding others and thinking about how they are, are working and um, but also in making ourselves understood um, really clearly. If, if our language can help someone to resolve a difficulty or to process a, a challenging experience and the way that we say things matters so much um, and that's what I, I really value about NLP and the, the skills that it's given me, particularly the linguistic side of it, the language, the words that we use with patients are so important and with each other and with ourselves. That's How we speak to ourselves matters. That sounds fascinating. And as you say, it's all about ourselves as well. Um, And one of the reasons that I wanted to talk with you was about how NLP might help us um, in both of those facets, but as individuals, because things are getting better at the moment. And I think... um, some people are feeling really optimistic and other people are like, wow, I've been in this a while. And although things are getting better, actually, I'm quite tired, uh, a bit fed up and things are better. But it's this 
funny phrase of new normal. Quite a lot of people are like, I quite like the old normal and I'm, I'm feeling quite flat. Um, yes. So do, do you have any advice about how this might be a helpful technique to people either as individuals or as GPs during a global pandemic? Absolutely. And I think, I mean, I can't change the whole world and the whole globe, but I can focus on how I'm responding to it. And I think, you know, that that's about wisdom, isn't it? Is, is our choice in how we respond to what's happening um, to us and around us. And I think for me, NLP gives me some tools and some, some techniques which help me to manage my own feelings. So we call it our state. So managing my own state so that I can be the best that I can be. So if I have had a difficult cons consultation with a patient, how do I actually almost reset myself so that I can then be my best for the next patient? So I might use a breathing technique or I might use um, an anchoring. So you know how a piece of music will set off a memory or if you, you smell a certain scent and it takes you back to a particular time in life. Mm. Those are anchors that trigger a particular state or feeling in you. And actually we can set our own state so we can decide that actually I want to feel curious or I want to feel optimistic and actually create that state and an anchor so that then we can we can enable ourselves to feel that feeling in the moment and also I think it really helps uh, certainly for myself with with stopping certain thoughts so sometimes I find patients particularly can be trapped in repetitive thoughts that are particularly unhelpful and by learning techniques that enable us to stop those thoughts, um, I've, I've certainly found that very useful. And I know lots of patients are very grateful for the ability to have a tool that says, actually, I don't need to think that thought. And I also think NLP comes with a fundamental set of principles and underlying um, assumptions or, or beliefs about life that, that make life better. For, well, that's my experience. And so if we have the underlying attitude that people are doing the best they can with the information and understanding that they have, then actually that helps me to be kinder and more compassionate. And when I'm a kinder doctor, actually I feel better. Uh, and I think knowing yourself better as well. Um, so thinking about, okay, I have a certain personality and I have certain needs. What do I need right now to help me be the best version of myself? So it might be that actually I just need to take a breath or it might be I need to take a break or it might be I need to go and chat to a friend or a colleague or debrief or diffuse what's just happened. And that awareness of what's going in in myself. And I think the other thing that I'm very aware of is, is what can I control and what can I not control? So there are certain things in life, I always think of the serenity prayer, you know, the things that I can control or, or the courage to change the things that I can change and the serenity to accept the things I cannot change and the wisdom to know the difference. And wouldn't that be lovely? Um, and I think you and I were talking just before about sometimes we as GPs, we want to take on other people's problems and we want to fix them or we want to fix the system. And, uh, and it's about where is my responsibility and where is the patients and where is the systems and unpicking that so that it, I'm not taking on what's not mine to take on. Absolutely. I think that is really key. 
Um, and so are, are there any specific techniques? You've mentioned a couple there of anchoring. Um, mm-hmm. Are there any specific techniques that might be helpful? Absolutely. And, and so many. And actually, I think if people want to experience them, it is best to experience them. And the Association of NLP is offering a lot of free coaching at the moment with NLP practitioners. So I would suggest that people go online to the Association of NLP, so anlp.org. And on that uh, front page, you'll find some resources. And if people click on the resources, uh, you'll find Public Support Hub. And that way you'll be able to find free coaching sessions with NLP practitioners so that you can experience these techniques for yourself. So I just thought about some examples that I use with patients or with with, um, cases who are coming through the professional support unit where I think it's going to be helpful. And particularly, a lot of people are experiencing traumatic events at the moment. And one of the things that one of the techniques that can really help with that, um, we call it the fast phobia cure, where actually you can um, resolve really difficult situations. So for people who are suffering from post-traumatic stress, or feel phobic about even going into work after what they've experienced, going through a fast phobia cure can really absolutely change people. Um, In the old days before COVID, I'd do it for simple things like a flying phobia, rather than give someone diazepam, you know, you give them uh, uh, a a phobia cure and they no longer need to actually come for diazepam anymore, which which is a really exciting thing to be able to do. And I think that that anchoring and being able to you know just trigger a change in your own state by pressing a part of your body that uh, enables you to trigger a certain memory that feels good and there are other techniques that have come out of NLP such as emotional freedom technique which is a tapping on acupuncture points and to reduce lots of um, people's anxiety and depression so I often point patients towards that Uh, And something called the lightning process, which is a fantastic um, NLP based um, help for patients who are suffering from chronic fatigue and fibromyalgia and all those things that we really struggle with as GPs and don't have instant answers for or help for with people. Um, And I think some of the simple techniques that we go through on the training day that I do, like reframing. So how we think about something makes a difference so if you if you think about a problem as a problem then you're going to see it as a problem so um you have patients sometimes who who get themselves stuck uh, in their way of thinking that actually needs to change um and if we can be more flexible in our thinking and let things go then we don't spend our energy thinking about being right or wrong and um, we can let things be yeah just let them be so hold hold things lightly I think is a phrase I've I've heard before like that yeah absolutely okay and um and uh we talked about anchoring and I I thought that might be something really useful to touch on a bit more um Mm -hmm. because actually in this time of uh remote consultations a lot by telephone and video then Mm. um, actually I think one of the positives is that there's a little bit more flexibility although we need to keep 
moving through and we're getting busy there is a little bit of flexibility in terms of you haven't got people physically sat in the waiting room um mm. and so actually if you need to do something for just a short amount of time then actually you could take that break and um and what you're describing doesn't actually take very long is that right and can absolutely you an anchor might be something as simple as squeezing your finger and your thumb together um, in order to create a movement or a, a something that's going to mean a specific uh, state of mind. So think about a state of mind that you might want to experience, which might be curiosity or it might be interest or it might be um, feeling positive. And so you apply your anchor. So you press your finger and thumb together while you think about a time when you did feel whatever it is that you want to feel now. So you're creating a neurological link between your finger and thumb pressing together and that state of mind. So that state of being curious or feeling positive. So while you're thinking about a time when you did feel curious, you're pressing your anchor and then release it and then keep repeating that until you find that by pressing your thumb and finger together, you actually create a state of curiosity in yourself. Um, and it can, it can be really helpful for people. I know some of my colleagues who've used it for helping their kids get to sleep. So they create a sleepy anchor or um, feeling good when actually it can be really hard to pick up the phone and phone the next patient. And actually by just triggering that, that memory. And actually, I think we do it anyway because we have photos of our families around our rooms or we might have a screensaver that's a particularly good memory for us so we're already using these techniques and that's what i love about nlp is it it actually just names what we already automatically do um, and just finds ways to to enable us to know what we're doing so that it can be more useful to us and so with the anchoring i think it's important to say you need to do some of that work before you're in the, the stressful situation that's put you out of that state yes, so you need yes. to do the, the anchoring beforehand and do some of that work and then you can draw it down when you're in a state you don't want to be and you want to access it is that is that right absolutely right it's like preparing your parachute before you jump in the plane um, because you don't want to be looking at your parachute when you when you jump out of the plane going oh I really should have put a stitch in that bit <laughs> okay and um uh and then um you talked about breathing are you able to say what yeah. you do with breathing so if you watch a baby breathe, they breathe from their belly. And I think when we're stressed, we tend to breathe with our shoulders and with our upper chest. And by relaxing the breathing and breathing in what we call a balanced way. So balanced breathing is breathing that is generally speaking about equal in and out. So an in-breath that lasts about six seconds and an out-breath that lasts about six seconds. And there's a really helpful app called Breathe, which you can set up with different timings. And actually, for some people, a longer out-breath will calm them down and a shorter out-breath will give them more energy. So it's about adjusting the breathing to what do you need right at this moment. So it might need be that you need to be energised. So a very short out-breath and a longer in-breath will give you more energy. But if you need to calm down, you've just had an agitated patient and you need to calm as well, a longer out-breath will give you um, give, give your uh, parasympathetic nervous system it will calm it down and, and balance your sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system so we can access tools in the body to help us to relax or to be energized or to gain whatever it is we need 
And I think that's one of the interesting things with NLP is it doesn't look at your physiology. So if we need to change our state, change your physiology, it's much harder to be depressed if you're looking up than if you're looking down. So when people are patients are looking down, they're accessing their feelings quite often and don't interrupt them at that point because they're concentrating on something. But actually, if I want a patient to not cry, I might get them to look up a little bit. And in fact, we do it, don't we? I'm like, don't cry. I'll find myself looking up instinctively because I don't want to cry. So it, it's just one of those useful physiological uh, hacks that can be helpful for us as we're working through our days. Absolutely. And that that brings to mind for me the TED Talk. And I can't think of her exact name. I think it begins as Amy. Um, Amy Cuddy. Yeah, you take on the superwoman posture. That's how I got my program directing job. I did that in the toilets just before. (laughs) And and they're not, they don't take long, these techniques. I think that's the other thing to emphasize. It was two minutes. And they actually did that in a kind of research setting. It was two minutes of your body language. And you don't even have to do that. And two minutes of balanced breathing will last about 12 hours. So you'll reset your system for about 12 hours. Wow. So really good investments there. Well, that's been fascinating. Thank you, Sam, for for, uh, telling us a little bit about those things. Um, And if people wanted to find out more about this, then where could they find out more? So I probably would direct people to start with the ANLP.org website because there are so many resources on there, where to find a practitioner uh, and uh, lots of resources that people can look at. And particularly in the time of COVID, there's been a lot of work done to help people at the moment, particularly frontline um, key workers. Um, Obviously come to my training day when it's back up and running, which we hope won't be too much longer. But it's quite interactive and there's lots of exercises and people will go away with six techniques that they can use straight away. And I know certainly you came along and found it, hopefully you found it useful. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. And there are some books that have been written by GPs. So um, Lewis Walker is a GP who's written a couple of books. One's called Consulting with NLP. And, and then just general NLP books, for example, the NLP workbook by Joseph O'Connor. I've got lots of the techniques. But NLP is such an experiential um, thing to learn. I'd highly recommend a course to learn it rather than from a book. But you will get some insight and some ideas from books. That's fantastic. Thank you, Sam. I've taken uh, a few things away there. I'm going to be getting that app um, for myself and thinking about recommending for patients. I think it's really helpful to have something to do rather than just say you should breathe better. Um, Having something to help them do that is is really powerful. I quite like the serenity prayer. I might need to have a look at that again and sort of have that in mind. And being kind to yourself, I think, is is so important um, and that people are making the best decisions they can with the information that they have. Um, at that point is something that uh, is true across our society up to the highest levels and <laughs> and all the way down again so um, I think those are really important points and we very much look forward to being able to um, run your courses uh, again soon um, in whatever way we manage to do that <laughs> thank you so much for your time today Sam and thank you for having me thank you Wessex LMCs, supporting you and your practice.